0: Okay. Well, happy new year to you all. We can give the Lord a hand clap, can't we? <laughs> so before we get into, normally for those of you who are new to CLC, normally at the end part of the year I begin seeking God for a prophetic word for the church. To share at the beginning of January. And so, November, December, even October, really, I was just praying, Lord, what word do you want to give specifically to us as a community? And I believe it's a word not just for us as a church, but I also believe it's for much wider, for the wider body of Christ. And uh, so I'll be sharing that word today. But I really felt like as I was in my preparations and I was just praying and just, Lord, what do you want me to say? And What's on your heart for the people? I really felt like God say, before you get into 2023, make sure you deal with 2022. The way that you finish a season will determine how you enter your next season. So I want to encourage you, here we are on that threshold of we're crossing from one year to another. We have crossed into a new year, but we're still on that threshold of how are we going to cross into this new year? And we have a choice whether we cross over well or whether we do it poorly. And so I really want to encourage us to lean into the Lord and to make sure that we're we're pivoting uh, according to the Holy Spirit and, and God's ways. I was having a conversation, me and Jeremy were um, down Starbucks and we had a, enjoyed a nice uh, cup of tea and coffee together. Uh, well, actually, I think Jeremy had hot chocolate. Um, very festive. And a nice bun as well. So I'll, I'll call you out. Where is Jeremy? He's around. Oh, there he is right at the back there. And uh, we were just talking and, and just sharing in and, and testimony. And you know, the Bible says that where two or more are gathered, He's there in the midst. Yeah. So you know, when we when we're out and about, we're meeting with other believers. You know, it's also part of us having church. And God wants us to be people that meet together corporately. That we have the big celebration. Jesus went to the synagogue. As was his custom, he was part of that temple worship, that bigger worship of coming together, the big celebration. But he also had times where it was table time with others, with others of his disciples and followers. And so it's important. It's not a case of either or, it's both and. And there's value, there's something significant and 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 rich that you can get from each and every one. But anyway, we were having this conversation, we were just sharing, and there's been a lot of rain, hasn't there? The last few days, who's noticed that? It's been a little bit grim, hasn't it? And in the mornings, sort of, you know, you you it feels gloomy, and you're more tempted to stay in bed, aren't you? But because there's been a lot of rain, and I know that some people have had some issues around guttering. And, and with stuff leaking, roofs leaking. I mean, I have noticed this morning that we get a little bit of a drip that comes there. Sometimes you'll see that there's a bin or a bucket that's by there. That's because we have an ongoing historic problem with a leaky roof. And we have had many different roofers coming in. I think, you know, four or five roofers, specialists, they're all like, yeah, we'll be able to sort it, we'll solve it. And they do all sorts of things to the roof, and then it still leaks. So pray for the roof. Pray for healing, <laughs> um, or maybe God wants to remove it, I don't know. Um, but anyway, we were talking about guttering and how that when there is a, a big downpour of rain, often people can have problems and, 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 and leaks that, that suddenly they become aware of because the guttering is blocked. Uh, I want to ask you today, is your guttering blocked? <laughs> Or is it clear? Because there's no problem with the flow. There's no problem with the, the abundant rain and provision that God has. But this is a, this is a powerful picture of, of us as, as Christians, as people, that God can have this amazing, uh, abundant flow, the rain, which represents his blessing. Um, there can be that great flow. But if there's a blockage in the gutter, Things are not going to work as they should in your life. There will be blessings will be limited, will be restricted. You know, yes, I mean, often when you talk about this, you know, you get, oh, but Pastor Daniel, we're we're all blessed. Yeah, we are all blessed. But that doesn't mean that you're walking in the fullness of God's blessing. You know, God gives us peace. We have the Prince of Peace living within us when we invite Jesus to live in our lives. But how many of you know that if you are living in offense, with a grudge, if you are angry with people, if you have unforgiveness in your heart, how many of you know you're not going to experience peace to the full? You just won't. So there are keys of the kingdom that God presents to us, that he offers us. He says, hey, you don't need to have a block gutter. That needs to be cleared out. And, and I just felt that was a really powerful illustration and, and picture because in our, in our lives, we often, all of us, we're all included, I, and myself included in this, there are times when I get a little bit blocked up. And sometimes it, it, it you know, takes for someone else to come along and say, hey, I don't know if you've noticed, but there's a bit of a leak that's going on there. There's a, there's a bit of a, a, an overflow that shouldn't be there. And so I want to ask you, Is your gutter blocked? (laughs) Now listen to this, because I feel that as we put things in order from 2022, it's going to release a flow to flow freely for us in 2023. How many of you want to see a release of a free flow in your life? Amen. I think we can all say we want that. We don't want there to be any blockage, any restriction, any hindrance, anything defunct. We want things to flow. There's no problem with God's provision. Let me ask you a few questions for you to reflect on in your own heart. We're going to be having communion in a moment. So rather than doing communion at the end of my sermon, we're actually doing it in the middle of my sermon. Because I really felt it was important the first of the the year that we break bread and, and that it's an opportunity for you to deal with anything that needs to be dealt with. So I'm going to ask you a few questions that just help you. And and I'm not pointing the finger in judgment in any of this. I'm simply trying to help you to live a free life where you will see that free flow of the Lord's blessing in and through your life. Let me ask you a first question. Is there anything God asked you to do last year that you have procrastinated about and still haven't done yet, but you know that God still wants you to do it? Okay? Just think about that. Is there anything God's asked you to do last year that you procrastinate about? You've still not done it yet, but you know God still wants you to do it. Okay? Make a mental note of that. Or maybe you, you might even want to get out your phone and make a few notes because this is, about, this is about us doing business with God. Okay? Here's another question. Is there a door? that you have opened in your life or left open in your life to compromise that you know needs to be closed because it's giving your spiritual enemy a foothold. Now, maybe it could be an unhealthy relationship. That could be romantic, but it could also be just a friendship or an association. Maybe it could be an addiction that needs surrendering to the Lord. But there are times that we open the door in our lives to the enemy, and then we become really annoyed and frustrated while we're having all these problems and these issues. When basically we are tethering to the enemy, we're, we're, uh, we're opening ourselves up. For those of you who've got mobile phones, you know, if, you, if you're using uh, Bluetooth and you open that up, and there's a certain setting where you can kind of open yourself up to anyone, well, of course. You don't want to open yourself up to everyone's device because there are viruses and there are some people who don't have very good agendas. So we have to be careful what we open ourselves up to. Okay, here's another question. Is there any unconfessed sin in your life that needs to be brought before the Lord? You know, it's important that we keep short accounts with God, that we don't run reality is we can't run from God anyway. But sometimes we think we can hide, that we can bury things. But it's important that we bring these things before the Lord. Even if it's a struggle, it's an area that we just keep battling with. If we bring it before the Lord, say, Lord, you know I'm struggling with this. I don't like it. And I don't want to do this stuff. I know it's not good for me. As you bring that before the Lord, you confess your sin He's able to help you in that place. You bring things into the light. I don't know for those of you that that have a a garden with maybe flower pots in. If you pick up a flower pot that's been there for a a while. What happens when you lift that pot up off the ground and suddenly the light gets in? What happens? All the bugs scurry away. That's the power of confession. Confession. That when we confess our sin to the Lord, our shortcomings, and we've all got sin in our life. If you, if you think you haven't got sin in your life, you've got sin in your life. And you also are in self-denial. <laughs> and there's probably some pride issues going on there as well. So when we confess to the Lord, we, we're lifting up the, pl- the, the plant pot, the flower pot. And all the bugs scurry away. We disempower the enemy. And we need to know that that God loves us as we are. He loves us too much to leave us as we are. He wants to change us from the inside out. He's not going to reject. We don't have to be fearful that he's going to reject us if we tell him, because the reality is he knows anyway. But it's about, again, it's about living free, living open, allowing that blessing to flow. Okay, here's here's another one. This 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 is a bit of an ouchie. Turn to your neighbor and say, this is a bit of an ouchie. Okay. I might be standing on some toes today, but that's okay. Because actually it's for your benefit, it's for your good. Is there anyone you need to forgive or make amends with? Are you harboring any grudges, resentments, or ill feeling towards someone? Is there any jealousies that you're battling with? Perhaps someone said something or did something that caused you pain. Or perhaps someone didn't do something that you felt they should have and you feel let down. Or maybe you messed up big time last year, maybe even today, and you're still carrying the guilt and the shame and it's weighing you down and affecting your confidence and your walk with the Lord. I just want you to to, to make a note of anything that's like standing out to you, anything that you sense the Lord is about cleaning and clearing stuff out, clearing out the gutter. The way that we leave one season significantly impacts the way that we enter the next. Today is a golden opportunity to get our house in order and to transition well into 2023. And so we're just going to take a moment, just right now, we're just going to pray and ask Holy Spirit, because there may be some things that I've not mentioned that Holy Spirit wants to highlight. So we're just going to pause. We're going to allow Holy Spirit to access all areas. We're going to surrender everything to him. Say, God, do whatever you want to do. Have your way in my life. And I want you just to make a mental note or even jot it down. If you've made, Some of you have got notepads and pens. Maybe you've got a mobile phone. You might want to jot some of these things. As God begins to speak, I find that unless I capture it in some way, I can end up forgetting it. That's, I'm grateful that we have the Bible and we have the Bible in its current form because people didn't rely on their memory. They wrote the revelations down. So when we hear from the Lord, it's really helpful when we write it down or we capture it in some way and we can go back and say, did I do what God asked me to do? So let's just pray right now. Holy Spirit, shine your light on our hearts and lives. We pray that you'd reveal any areas of our life where we have unforgiveness, where there are blockages, where there might be grudges, where where there might be... uh, false beliefs, lies that we've believed, maybe unconfessed sin, where there's maybe relationship issues or relationships in that we shouldn't be in. Father God, we pray that you would reveal to us anything we need to clean and clear out before we move on with today. We give you permission, Lord, to speak to us. We say, Lord, we are listening are listening. So we're just going to take a little bit longer just to, to be still, be quiet. And, and um, what I'm going to do in a minute, I'm going to ask if maybe one or two of you want to very briefly share, yeah, this is what God's just revealed to me, and this is what I'm going to do about it as an action point. Is there anyone who would like to share? It need to be about 10, 20 seconds. Hey, this is what God's highlighted for me. This is what I need to get in order. This is what I need to do. Is anyone who wants to share? One over here. So just briefly, 10, 20 seconds. What's God said? What are you going to do about it? What's your action plan? I don't think there's an action plan. I think I just heard, I am the Lord your God. Okay, I am the Lord your God. Anyone else? Thinking about specific things, <laughs> specific things that God is saying that you need to clear out this year. Um, I just think I need to go back to work, dedicate a bit more time to me. So, lately it's just been about Ava and she's going to school in September. And I think I need to make a difference, not just with our little family, but globally, not globally, you know what I mean? More wide- widely. Great, so a bit of self-love, in, in a sense it says, you know, love your neighbour as you love yourself. So sometimes we love everyone else and we're really good at that, but we we struggle with loving ourselves in an appropriate biblical way. Okay, anyone else that, that you see God speak to about clearing out the, the gutter? Um, yeah, God's um, been talking to me. I've, I've carried anxiety for years, and um, he's saying it's time to get clear of all of that and trust me and so i'm I'm gonna book in for a sozo i think (laughs) um yeah i want to get rid of that once and for all brilliant thanks for sharing and guys you know do share with one another you know later on today as well begin to talk to one another about what god's been saying to you and what what god has been revealing to you and i believe that whatever god is highlighting as you partner with him as you say lord I'm, I'm going to do something about that. I'm not going to procrastinate about it. I'm going to do something about it. I really do believe that it's going to unlock a greater flow of blessing um, in your life. So we're going, to, um, we're going to break bread together, and I want to read a passage of Scripture. These will be coming up on the screen, John 6.35. It says this, then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. Verse 40, for my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. So here we are, and we're going to be partaking of communion we're communing with God we're remembering what Jesus did on the cross that he died for us it was the ultimate sacrifice Jesus surrendered to the will of the father and as a result of that we can experience not only forgiveness not only peace with God not only relationship not only have purpose but we also can have that eternal guarantee knowing that we are secure with him for all eternity Communion is a great opportunity for us to do business with God and to assess ourselves and to say, God, is there any areas where I need to clear out the gutter? So as we um, take these emblems, there is a basket here at the front. There is a couple at the back as well. So, um, and there's a gluten-free option that will be down the front. Okay, there's one down the front here, just here. You've got a gluten-free option here. I wonder if they did that during Jesus' time when he was doing communion. Do you have a gluten-free option? Anyway, um, (laughs) please feel free to come forward or go to the back. If you are unable, as we do, just take this moment. Perhaps we can put some worship music on in the background as well. Let's just take a few moments just to really process with the Lord that we're dealing with 2022 for moving strongly into 2023. So let's do that now. And pray, you know, bring this. If you've got areas that you need to confess sin, bring it before the Lord. Deal with it. Don't leave anything undone. Deal with what needs to be dealt with. Lord, we just want to say thank you for the amazing gift that you gave us through the cross, the finished work of the cross, the resurrection, the ascension. We say thank you that through your brokenness, we can experience your healing and through your blood being poured out, Lord, our lives can be filled to overflowing with your abundance, with your goodness, with your kindness. We just pray that, Lord, whatever action steps that you're giving us today, that we would be obedient to follow you wholeheartedly, that we really we wouldn't just say we surrender all, but we would live it. we pray that in Jesus name. and all God's people said, "Amen, amen. amen. So we are going to um, we're going to pray a prayer together that we will do as part of this communion part. So if we can have the next slide up and we're going to say this prayer. Uh, together as part of a response to the communion. So let's say this, these words out aloud together. Thank you, God, for the finished work of the cross. There is tremendous power in the blood of Jesus. Through your body that was broken, I am healed and made whole. Today I ask for you to forgive and cleanse me of all sin, fill me afresh with your holy spirit and help me follow the right path because you have graciously forgiven me i choose to forgive anyone who may have hurt or offended me i cancel the debt i ask that you pour out your love grace and mercy upon those people thank you for a fresh infilling of peace and abundant joy In Jesus' name, amen. So the word for this year, for 2023, I really felt like the Lord impressed this on my heart, that 2023 was a year of full surrender. It's the year of full surrender. I believe that actually it's an invitation because we can say it's about surrender, but unless we do it, it's not going to be a year of full surrender. So it's an invitation that God's inviting us to surrender all. And I want to say this, this statement. You might want to write this down. You might want to tweet this one. Our greatest experience of freedom comes from our greatest posture of surrender. Our greatest experience of freedom comes from our greatest posture of surrender. It seems to be contradictory, doesn't it? You say about like, how can I be free when I'm surrendering? You know, But there's something so liberating, so releasing that when we say, God, it's not about what I want, it's about what you want. And I believe that if we're willing to believe in faith and follow in obedience, I believe that the Lord wants to unlock some greater things this year for you and your life your family, for your ministry, for for the activities that you're involved in. I believe that surrendering to God is a key of the kingdom, which will unlock significant doors of great opportunity. Hebrews 11.6 says this, without faith, it is impossible to please him, to please God. For the person who comes to God must believe that he is, in other words, that he's real, that he's there, and that he is, what's that next word say? A rewarder of those who diligently, another translation says sincerely, or another says earnestly, seek him. So we see here again, that, that there are keys of the kingdom that God gives us, that he wants to release. He wants that there are rewards that can be received, that can be obtained. But the price, the key, the, the action part that we have to put in place is, is faith and that we seek Him, that, that we are pursuing God, that we're wanting to know Him more, that we're being diligent in our seeking after Him. And part of seeking God involves surrender. I believe that out of a greater level of surrender, 2023 is going to be a year of great opportunity. I believe that we're going to see doors opening that will cause you to be in awe at the grace and the goodness and the kindness of God. I believe that many of you will be shocked and astounded at what God does in and through your life. And I'll be honest with you, I was really shocked. Uh, I don't do this, I don't share this to big myself up in any way. I actually share it in, with, with fear and trembling, Last year, when Betty King contacted me and said, uh, it was the the testimony around this, I was invited to a meeting in Wembley, a church in Wembley, and it was on a bank holiday Monday. Normally, Laura and I and our family were really protective of a bank holiday. We're like, family time, we're not going to be sucked into work or anything related to work. Well, I had this uh, uh, call from Betty King and she said, uh, Daniel, I'd love to invite you to be part of a preparation meeting for this cry event at Wembley Arena. And instantly I felt Holy Spirit say, if you go to that meeting, she will ask you to speak. So I said to Laura, and Wembley Arena is big. I mean, there's like, you can get about 10, 12,000 people in Wembley Arena. Plus the event's going to be on God TV. So it's going to be going out to millions all around the world. So I said to Laura, look, I know we're really protective, and I know like, we do, I don't do this normally, but this is what I felt like God say to me. If you go, you will get that opportunity. If you surrender that day that you want to chill out, do your own thing with your family, you know, which would have been really nice, if you're willing to surrender that, I've got something much bigger I want to give you. So I, I end up driving up to Wembley, Parking and there's obviously there's costs that are involved, time, money, you know, energy, being present, and then when I'm in the room, you know, Betty's like, Pastor Daniel, come and share a word with us, and so you know, there's there's the pouring out of of that as well. But anyway, towards the end of this meeting of preparing for the cry, she said, I prayed and asked and said, those people that show up to this meeting today, and she named several people. She said, if these people show up in the room today. I'll give him an opportunity to speak at Wembley Arena and that was how that opportunity came about and I say I don't share that say oh look at me isn't you know Pastor Daniel great I'm actually really nervous about it because you know hey it's all right speaking in front of you because you know we're familiar we're family we know each other and it's you know this is not a massive crowd here in front of 10, 12,000, plus the millions. I mean, it's like, whoa. Now, I'm going to be doing a prayer segment. So I'm not preaching, but I'm going to be doing a prayer segment following on from Pastor Agu from Jesus House, which is one of the biggest churches in the UK. So I've been asked to follow him and lead a prayer segment. And so I just wanted to share that testimony because, being honest, I'm like, whoa, like, you know, I'm bricking it a little bit thinking like, it's speaking in an arena where they normally have big pop bands and comedians and all sorts of things I, I I feel I do feel a little bit intimidated by it, but I feel like God's saying, Yeah, but I've given you that opportunity i've I've called you into that and and therefore I've given you the ability I've given you the the words to say at that time. so I'm like, Lord.' Unless you show up, this is not going to go well. Um, But this is the thing is, I believe that God is wanting to enlarge our capacity to dream bigger. So what does that look like for you? And the reality is, what doesn't challenge you doesn't change you. And some of you last year played it safe the whole year. You weren't making a lot of sacrifices. You weren't surrendering a lot. You just wanted to play it safe and stay comfortable. But that's not where the growth is. The growth is when you get out of your comfort zone, you step into the unknown and say, Lord, I trust you. Where you leave room for the God factor, for God to do what God wants to do. He rewards those who diligently seek him. Let's seek him wholeheartedly. Let's be open to to what he wants to do. And I do believe that many of us will be shocked and astounded by the opportunities that open up as we surrender to him. I also felt like as I was preparing this message, with opportunities coming that are going to be presenting themselves, I felt like God say, tell the people, don't just wait for the opportunities. Tell my people, start preparing now in preparation for the opportunities that are going to come. Because sometimes we're like, oh, when this happens, then I'll start getting ready and preparing. So it's sometimes, you know, counseling with young people well, of all ages, really, that are maybe single and, see, and, and, and have a desire to have a, a Christian partner, they want someone that they've got that spiritual compatibility with. And they're like, oh, I really want someone who really loves God, who's really on fire for God. But they're not on fire for God. They're not really that committed. And I'm like, well, they're like, oh, yeah, but when I meet someone like that, then I'm going to be really on fire for God. I'm going to be really committed. It's like, no, it doesn't work that way. You've got to be, you know, what would a person who's on fire for God, really loves God, really faithful, really outstanding person, the sort of person you would want to marry... (laughs) What will they be looking for? So don't just wait to when I meet that person, then I'm gonna straight straighten out, and then I'm gonna really, you know, start to, to, to be faithful. No, be and do that now. Pair yourself now. Some of you here, God's calling you into business, but you keep procrastinating, you keep putting it off, you keep delaying it. And God's saying, don't just wait for the opportunity start doing whatever it is that you sense God telling you to do. It might be doing a course on business. It might be having a cup of coffee with someone else who's in business, who's, who's living out part of your dream. You want to seek some advice. Maybe it's a certain, you know, there's a qualification, there's a skill that you need to obtain. Maybe there's a, an area that you need to start researching. Whatever it is, don't just wait for the opportunity to present itself Start preparing and be ready for when that opportunity comes. You know, I was thinking about this passage of Scripture, which I feel really key for us in this year, and that's Psalm 23. Many of you know that it's one of my favorite passages of Scripture. When I have my cold showers in the morning, I recite Psalm 23 have to say something because otherwise my mind will tell me, you are crazy. This water is too cold. So I start praying Psalm 23 and it helps keep me focused. One of the lines in that that the psalmist said, David said this, he says, you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. And I felt that the Lord was saying today that many of you will have a deeper understanding and experience of what this means. As the Lord lays out a banquet for you, whilst many of your naysayers and critics watch, it will be clear to them that the Lord is your shepherd and that he is the one who has chosen and anointed you for his royal purposes. Part of surrender involves letting go of some things. And it's not just about letting go. When we talk about letting go, often we talk about like the bad stuff, the unproductive things. And yes, we do need to let go of the bad stuff, the unproductive things. But sometimes God asks us to let go of some things that are actually good things some productive things. It could be the Lord tells us to let go of a, a job that we love or a role or, or maybe a, a, a friendship that we oh, but we've been buddies for so long. Or it might be a house, a, a, a treasured possession, or maybe a valuable resource that we love. But the Lord says, I want you to let go of it. I, I want you to surrender it to me. We see this, don't we, in the story of Abraham when he waits all these years and, and he gets to, you know, 99, 100 years of age, he finally gets the son of promise. He, Isaac is born. And so it's amazing. Thank you, God. And then what, God, what does God do next? He says, I want you to give your son and sacrifice him to me. And Abraham could have said, no, I'm not doing that. You know, this, this is my son. And, I, you know, he could have been really stubborn and resistant, but he didn't. He trusted. He trusted God. He knew that the giver of the gift is far greater than the gift itself. He knew where that gift came from. And it wasn't that God wanted Isaac sacrificed anyway. It was a test. Sometimes God will ask you to do something, not because he wants you to do it, but he's testing you to see where your heart's at. Do you value the gift more than the giver and he will take us through these tests and I want to say this because there's going to be many tests that you're going to go through this year but before promotion comes the test so some of you are chasing promotion you're seeking breakthrough you're seeking this you're seeking that and God is saying well you, you have to pass the test first don't 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 wait until again you get this Uh, this breakthrough and, uh, you know, we need to be preparing ourselves, being obedient to the Lord, doing whatever God is calling us to do. Isaiah 6 verse 1 says this, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and a train of his robe filled the temple. the king died. Uzziah died. We've come through a major season when we've seen the dying away of many things. We've witnessed the end of some stuff and that has included some stuff that's actually really blessed us. Uzziah was a strong and successful king for most of his life. Towards the end, he veered off a bit. He got proud. Because God had blessed him and he'd become really successful in his life, and he'd humbled himself, and that was why God blessed him, but then he started getting arrogant. He started getting prideful. He started getting angry. He started thinking that he was the source of the blessing. But Uzziah was generally, when looking at his life, he was a strong and successful king. His name actually means, my strength is Jehovah, which is a name for God. His reign was the most prosperous since the reign of King Solomon, the richest man who ever lived, and King Jehoshaphat. This is what it says about Uzziah in 2 Chronicles 26, 4 and 5. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father Amaziah had done. He sought God during the days of Zechariah, who was a prophet, who instructed him, in the fear of God. That's about reverence. That's about an awe, a respect for God. And then it says, as long as he sought the Lord, God gave him success. Again, we see another key. You seek God, you honor him, you revere him, he will give you success. I'm not talking about success in the definition of the world. I'm talking about success in God's eyes. Now, in this verse that we've that we read out in Isaiah six about Uzziah, with the passing away of the old, and letting go of what had been—that had been a good thing, it had been a good ruler. There was a greater revelation that followed. Whilst the earthly throne was emptied, the train of the Lord's robe filled the temple. And I believe that in this season, I believe that God wants to reveal stuff to us that we've never seen before. He wants us to give us a greater insight into who he is and what he is like. He wants to give you a royal vision of God's majesty, his power and his authority that just keeps on coming. I mean, it's like His the train of his robe filled the temple. And when we look at that in the original, it's not just like, It just filled the temple. It was like, no, it kept on coming. So there was this continual overflow of the temple, you know, his robe filling the temple. It was like, wow, like just the abundance, the majesty, the glory of God. But it all started, this revelation, this insight, this understanding came first from King Uzziah dying. There was a passing away. And there has to be a letting go of some things. Sometimes we have to give some stuff up to go up. Give up to go up. Turn to your neighbor and say, give up to go up. Not all giving up is bad. Sometimes it's good to give some stuff up when it's stuff that God wants us to let go of. Now listen to this. this is another thing you might want to write down. Here's another gem for you. In letting go, we create room for the new to be delivered. Let me say that again. In letting go, we create room for the new to be delivered. Sometimes the enemy of the best is something good. Sometimes the enemy of the best is something good. That opportunity to, to lead prayer at the cry, which is like, wow, it's like beyond a dream for me. That, that, like God would, you, I mean, I know there's a lot more gifted and talented people than me. I feel very, very uh, inadequate in comparison to so many other people that are so much more gifted. But actually, having the day with my family was a good thing. It was a good thing, and you could even say it was a God thing because you put in your family, you know, prioritizing your family is a good thing. But the enemy of the best is often something that is good. Are you willing to let go of the good in order to embrace what's best? What might you be struggling to let go of from last year that you know God has called you to let go of? And I want to say, whatever that is, be obedient, follow him. 2023, this is the year of full surrender. This is a beautiful and powerful invitation from the Lord. And as we're coming into to a landing, what areas of your life need surrendering to the Lord? Because we sung it today, didn't we? We, we? Beautiful time of worship, singing, I surrender all. But the reality is, words can be cheap, but actions are expensive. Have you surrendered your, your career, your profession, your job, your study? Have you surrendered that to God? Or is it just about you climbing the ladder, being a success in the world's eyes? Have you surrendered? Are you, are you putting God at the center and saying, God, you're first? I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this with you. It's for your glory. It's for the advancing of your kingdom. It's for the building of your church. Have you surrendered your gifts and talents? You know, I really believe, I really believe we are going to see amazing growth this year at CLC. No, I don't even just believe it. I know it. I know it. It was like, get dressed really smart today. It's a really important service. It's going to be extraordinary because God wants to release something in the people that we're going to have a vision where, where we may have experienced Uzziah has died, but we're going to see the train of his robe filling the temple of, of the king of kings, the king of the universe, And I believe that God is wanting to release gifts and talents that have been dormant in this church. Many of you, it's like not even one, you're not even fulfilling one percent of what you could do to help build God's church and advance his kingdom. Now we know ultimately God builds his church, but he chooses you and I to partner with. God calls us to put our faith to work. If you have faith, there has to be works. It's the evidence of your faith is in your works. There's so much gifting and talent here. And each and every one of you have a role to play. And I really felt like as we were praying in the boiler room prayer before the service today, which we do every Sunday, 9.30 till 10. You're welcome to come along, any of you. Even if you drop in for five or ten minutes, you're welcome to come. But we were praying about that the Lord would give people dreams and visions and that people would connect with the church and with areas where God's calling people to serve. It blessed me today. This slide up on the screen was uh, designed by a young Nigerian student called Emmanuel. Some of you might know him. He's only been in the church three weeks. He's not here today because he's away at the moment. He's out of the city. But he messaged me at like, I think it was like half four in the morning, he got up and he designed this because he wanted to serve the vision. And, and he said, Pastor, how can I serve? I just want to serve. I want to help out. So what are you good at? I'm really good at graphics. Okay, we've got, good, we've got plenty of work for you. So he designed this slide. And he also, the prayer and fasting one, he designed that as well. And I was thinking that's amazing. We've got Victor as well who's been help helping out on facilities. You know, it's, it, you know, I know Jachi, is helping out. Jeremy came early today because he wanted to help out. And I know there's many others of you. And, and, and the reality is whether you have, and some of these guys haven't even got roles or titles, you don't need a role or a title to serve. Just serve. If you see someone new, welcome them. If you see someone who's down, you know, be of good cheer. Encourage them. Someone who who needs prayer, pray with them. If you see someone sat on their own, go and offer to sit with them. It's like we all have gifts, talents, abilities to contribute to the vision. And I believe as we each engage and do whatever, and we're all different. We all have our unique different gifts and talents. And it's not just about what we do on a Sunday. It's what we do Monday through to Sunday that we serve the Lord throughout the week. But I really felt like as we surrender our gifts and talents to him, that it's going to unlock greater opportunity. It's going to unlock greater growth in this church. Is, are your relationships surrendered to the Lord? And again, that can be friendships. Also can be romantic. Is your health and well-being surrendered to the Lord? Some of that's been challenged around this Christmas time, hasn't it? We've got loads of biscuits and chocolates and pies and all sorts of things in our house. And I'm thinking, well, when that, when that prayer and fasting comes, I need to have this gone because that might be a bit of a struggle. Okay, here's another one. Is your finance and resources, have you surrendered that to God? Like, is he first place in the area of your resources and your finance? These are all things that, again, we sing it, I surrender all. But do we? And I want to encourage you that whatever those areas are, whatever's God saying to you, this is not about Pastor Daniel saying to you, what's God saying to you? And my encouragement to you is whatever God is saying to you, do it because he knows best. I say, well, how do I know if it's God? Well, you know because there's that still small voice. that's tugging away saying, come on. You need to get this in order. You need to start putting me first in this area. My dad used to say this to me as a child growing up. Son, if Jesus is not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. Let's make Jesus Lord of every area of our life. And As we surrender to him, I believe that we're going to see many great doors of opportunity open up for advancing his kingdom, building his capital C church. I believe we're going to see much more fruit for God's glory And we're also going to become more Christ-like in the process. Shall we stand? Let's pray. Lord. Lord, we want to be people that are willing to surrender all. But Lord, we confess, we admit there's times that we don't. (laughs) That we say we will, we say we do, but the reality is we don't. Lord, Father, change us from the inside out. We want to be willing. We want to be people that give you full access to our heart and our life. And Lord God, I thank you for, for the anointing that is upon your word and that, Lord God, that even though there's been some things that have died away, there's been some losses, there's been some things that have transitioned, that have changed, thank you, Lord, for that heavenly vision of you, Lord, being on the throne of heaven and your train, the train of your robe, filling the temple, that, that ongoing uh, revelation and experience of your glory, of your goodness, of your majesty, your power and your authority. I pray, Lord, open our eyes to see what we've never seen before. And Lord God, I pray that, Lord, that whatever the areas are that you are highlighting for us to surrender. May we not wait. May we not procrastinate. May we not put it off. But Lord, I pray that there will be such an acceleration today that we wouldn't leave the gutter blocked any longer, but we would get up on that roof and we would start clearing out the gutter. And we thank you that as we do what we can do, you will do what only you can do. So I pray right now, let there be a release. Let there be a release in every person, Lord, in this room, every family, every person that's watching online as well, Lord. We pray, let there be a full release so that the flow, the anointing, the abundance, the goodness of God will flow through our lives freely without any obstruction, without any resistance. We say, God, have your way. Have your way. Come like a rushing wind, Lord, as we sung earlier on, Lord. Lord, have your way. Lord, have your way in me. Lord, have your way in us. Lord, have your way in City Life Church. Lord, have your way in Portsmouth and in the United Kingdom and the nations of the earth. We pray, Lord, have your way we say thank you for the honor and the privilege that Lord we got to be in your house today seeking you, desiring you, loving you. What an honor, what a privilege we don't count it lightly Lord that we can worship together like this. So we dedicate this year to you 2023 and we declare that this is going to be a year, where we fully surrender to you. This is going to be a year where we're going to see opportunities open up that will astound us, that we'll be like, what? I'm not even ready for that. But Lord, we will know as we do what we can do in our preparations, that Lord, in our weakness, you make us strong. So Father, right now, we just thank you in anticipation for all that's coming. And may we pivot, may we posture ourselves and surrender every single day. May we do what you're calling us to do. And may we, may we hasten to it. May we be speedy. If we need to make a phone call when we finish this service to make some amends, may we do that. If we need to write an email to sort some issue out, may we not prolong, but may we write that email. If we need to to start stepping up, serving in a certain area that you 're prompting us to, may we we get on and do it, Lord, if you 're calling us Lord to that there's certain things that we shouldn 't be spending money on that you're saying, no, you need to stop that, then Lord, I pray that we'll be fully obedient to you, Lord, if this times it's about laying in bed and getting, you know, not having enough time in the Word, not having enough time in prayer. Lord, I pray that we will surrender that comfort, that we will surrender that time to to prioritize your presence. Lord, we want what you want because we know that you know best. Lord, we thank you for it. We thank you for it. And we pray right now. Let's let's begin to pray for the cry. Come on, let's all begin to pray out. Lord, we lift up the cry in Wembley Arena to you. We thank you that Lord that you are Uh, commissioning that event and we pray that it's going to be a powerful event that will shift things, will change things, will bring transformation. We bless Reverend Betty King and her team and all of the speakers and the contributors and the worship team and the tech team and God TV and all of the other people involved in that. We pray a blessing upon it. May that place be filled, Lord. May it be a powerful time of of, uh, uh, anointing in your presence and, and doing your will and seeking your face. Lord, we thank you for it. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, Amen.